Hey, what's up, Leron here. Welcome to episode 186 of my daily podcast. Today, we're going to talk about this week's video. So I have a couple of really cool ones in store for you, and I wanted to share them uh, here. So first off, and by the way, there are plenty of updates. I hope to do another uh, daily uh, episode soon. But for now, we'll uh, look at some of the videos I have in store for you. So for today's video, uploading it as we speak, uh, I'm going to show you how to paint very small and detailed reflective surfaces. So what we're going to do is actually paint the Mercedes uh, logo which is a very different subject from uh, my normal stuff. If you know, uh, if you're um, you're used to maybe more landscapes, maybe some portraits here and there, but uh, this is something pretty significantly different uh, from my usual work. Um, I'm going to really show you how to create the feeling of a uh, reflective um, met- metallic surface, kind of chromic, uh, I don't know what the right wor- exact word for it, but it's highly reflective, uh, and there are beautiful reflections uh, on the symbol, the logo itself, but also on the car that's reflected by the symbol, uh, which is really nice. Uh, and I think there are a lot of uh, different lessons that can be learned from this one. One of the main ones is actually... It's something I haven't talked about in depth in a while, but the, the idea of detaching from what is really there and just painting it as you see it. What happens with uh, highly reflective surfaces is you get so many abstract shapes, and it's just easier to paint these abstract shapes uh, as opposed to maybe if you're painting a face because you're so accustomed to what a face looks like that every small thing does not look like a shape, but it looks like a nose, a nostril, a lip. It's very hard to see these things as, as abstract shapes. And here it just makes it easier. I also did it monochromatically to make things easier. The original photo was also black and white. It just looks really good in my opinion. Now, another thing I'm going to do this week, another video, is Painting Masters. And I'm going to feature an artist called uh, called Takumi Yokooka. So a Japanese painter, watercolor painter. Uh, his work is really interesting. Uh, on the one hand, it is a little too far on the realistic side of things for my taste but on the other hand it's also got a bit of stylization just enough to make it interesting for me still Um, and that's something really cool that I don't see a lot of people hit that balance for example you got Thierry Duval uh, whom I love and we've also talked a bit on the Instagram messages he's really good and I love his art I also featured him in a different uh, painting masters episode but his style is more is closer to what I consider too realistic for my own taste that's not the thing that I'm attracted to the most Uh, I like to uh, be able to imagine some of the details in between. Now, what uh, Takumi Yokooka does is he does leave some areas a little stylized, a little with the light and shadow, but also some hints of things you can imagine for yourself, uh, especially in the background when you get fewer, um, more hazy looks sometimes, but it's still highly, highly realistic. He makes a lot of use of masking fluid, and he's really good. Um, you may want to check out his work. Takumi, it's T-A-K-U-M-I, Yokooka, it's Y-O-K-O-O-K-A, double O. Uh, I think you'll love it. Uh, and lastly, the video for Saturday is going to be uh, me playing around with some new brushes I got. So uh, I was contacted by Tracy Lebenson, who makes these really cool uh, watercolor brushes and also, I believe, other kinds of brushes uh, from bamboos and uh, bamboo sticks and um, and from all sorts of different hairs, synthetic and non-synthetic. And he sent me a bunch of them. And um, I'm really grateful for that. Like, I probably have like 20 brushes here, maybe 
15 brushes, maybe something like that, uh, that I want to try out. Uh, and I actually started playing around with them today. And what I wanted, what makes them unique is their design. It's, it's no two brushes are going to look exactly the same. It's very nice. They're also very lightweight, uh, which is good if you like that. I actually really liked it. Uh, most of my brushes are a little heavier than that. Um, and I love the bristles. They handle really well. Um, so I think it will be interesting to show some of these. I'm just playing around with two. And the idea of the video is how do you um, get used to new brushes? How do you test them out? How do you figure out how to use them? So I'm going to show a couple of small exercises that I do uh, when I just get started with the, the brushes, you know, to figure out their range of width and uh, their uh, the, what kind of different motions I can do with them, how good they are for blending, their water capacity, all sorts of things like that. Uh, and I have all the rest, which I will hopefully properly review in a different video. Uh, but it's just really interesting stuff. Uh, so these are the main uh, things. These are the three videos I have for this week. Um, just for a couple of quick updates, maybe. I've been doing some really deep work on anatomy. Uh, I learned how to draw the spine correctly, how to draw the rib cage pretty much, uh, how to draw the the pelvis really well from every angle from my head, um, following Proko's uh, anatomy course. <laughs> I wanted to call him Croco. Uh, Proko's anatomy course, really, really interesting. And, um, and I find it very useful. And I just realize more and more with time how much work and effort goes into uh, even what you see with people simplifying the human figure uh, in different comics and cartoons. Uh, it's still there's a lot of knowledge behind that that allows you to do that kind of a thing. It's really uh, not as simple as you think. Um, so I'm just starting to gain some new appreciation for anatomy and for the knowledge itself and how the knowledge helps. One more thing that clicked nicely for me is how the f knowledge of functionality helps. So when you know what a certain bone or muscle or joint is responsible for, it actually is a good hint for how to draw it. And that's really interesting. Uh, so that's something really cool that uh, I learned just recently. I also finally learned how to properly draw ovals in every angle and have them be pretty accurately. Still, it is, it's a never-ending cycle of improvement. But I think that's uh, one of the main parts. And other than that, everything is nice. Everything is normal. Um, I hope you're doing well and I hope you're staying safe. And I want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm uh, having fun cranking out these quick ones. The daily podcast is something that I feel a lot of freedom towards, uh, which is really nice. It's the, the one place where I don't care really about the frequency or so. I just post them whenever I want to, and that's really fun. And I feel like I can talk about just about anything. Uh, so thank you so much. I hope I've accompanied you while you're doing whatever it is you're doing. Uh, and I will talk to you again in the next one real soon.